The struggle is real. How many times have you heard it? How many times have you said it? We've all had our struggles in life, whether it's financial problems, relationship issues, health challenges, difficult people, or you just feel stuck. How we deal with our struggles can make all the difference in whether we triumph and experience a better quality of life or whether we struggle through the same old, same old day after day. This podcast will help you realize that you're not alone, that there are specific actions you can take to better deal with a variety of challenges and that you can emerge victoriously. Your host is Tim Darnell and welcome to the Struggle Sucks Podcast. Welcome, welcome, welcome. I hope you had a chance to hear episode one. Uh, This discussion is going to make a lot more sense with that background, but I am excited you're here. I'm glad you're joining us today, and uh, I'm just real honored that you're here. I told a small portion of what was the biggest struggle of my life on episode one. I wanted to use this podcast to wrap up the loose ends and see if there was any lessons in my struggle. The fact is we always learn from our struggles. Yes, they suck, but they are also very instructive for the rest of our life if we reflect on the lessons learned and then see how we can adjust to avoid or correct a situation like that in the future. Was I culpable for that scenario? In other words, was it my responsibility? Did I cause it? What could I have done differently? What will I do differently in the future? So I told my wife, Kathy, about my experience in Phoenix going out there to meet Jay and the company uh, owners and the the uh, founders of the company. She was not very excited about what I was saying, meaning she was at her wit's end and was constantly fatigued. And my hint of optimism didn't impress her very much at that point. So we did get our starter kit in, and I remember tasting one of the products knowing it was going to taste awful, thinking that it wasn't. It was delicious, a full meal replacement, and it tasted fantastic. And I was full for like four and a half hours. So I took one bite out of it. I let the taste sink in. I looked it straight at Kathy, and I said, sweetheart, we are in business. So I was trying to muster up all the optimism that I possibly could. And I, I did have a hint of excitement right at that point. So I had tried so many things that had not worked. You probably know what I'm talking about. Have you tried things that just did not work? You get all excited and think, well, this could be the direction that could change our circumstances for the better. But for one reason or another, it just didn't pan out. So Kathy just didn't want me to go through another experience like that. And I appreciate her protecting me and being protective of me regarding that idea. She didn't want me to have another failure after the loss of our uh, main business due to the Internet stalker troll. So, hey, I didn't want to have another failure either, but I had some hope and I believed sincerely that I could make it work. I didn't understand the compensation plan fully. I couldn't have told you anything about the products to speak of, although I had seen hundreds of before and after pictures that were nothing short of astonishing. I mean, hundreds And I knew I'd only seen a small portion of what the company had on file. So I diligently went over all 32 of my critical criteria. And that's uh, what I'm talking about is things that I know in my business past that have got to be in place uh, or the deal's no deal. And so these were were non-negotiable situations, 32 of them. And so I went over those after coming back from Phoenix and making sure that I hadn't missed anything. Criteria about the company, the products, the management, the comp plan, uh, 
just all kind of things that I, I reviewed and knew that had to be in place or there would be big holes in what was going on. I plan on doing an entire podcast on those items very soon. I think you'll find it fascinating. And certainly, if you're looking at any type of business, you'll want to look at those things and be smart going into any business venture that you're looking at. Most people don't know these criteria even exist, but to me, after losing everything, and at my age, I could not risk putting time, effort, and valuable contacts into a project that had problematic flaws and didn't measure up to the 32 critical criteria. So this was the only company, Jay's company, that had qualified in 8 to 10 of those aspects, much less all 32. None of the other companies and opportunities I had studied passed in even five categories. So I had learned to ask questions and spend a ton of time and due diligence before attempting anything, analyzing, dissecting, understand what I was getting into, what the company had done about certain issues, uh, and uh, were they inept or were they uh, good at what they were doing? Were they in control of what they were doing? And I personally, especially financially, had a lot of ground to make up, $350,000 in business debt just to get back to zero. That's not counting my car payments. That's not counting house payments. That's not counting kids in school. That's just 350000 in business debt that I was bound and determined to pay back. So I told the vice president when I met with him that I had, a, I had to have an upside of at least $20,000 a month and soon. I could not afford a rinky-dink, nickel-and-dime operation. There had to be serious income or I would have to keep looking. He assured me with case study after case study of people who had come on board in the recent uh, uh, history of the company and had created six-digit and multiple six-digit incomes in very short order, not just a few cases, but in dozens and dozens of cases. My thought was, if they could do it, so could I. I want to stop the narrative to mention some things that worked in this whole process that may seem minor, but if they weren't present, uh, this possibly would not have come to pass. It was actually some of the things that enabled Jay to finally get me to come around to his way of thinking. Number one, he was consistent and persistent. You might want to write that down. This is a good note to take uh, right here. For business success, you've got to be consistent and persistent. He called me for six years for whatever, and for whatever reason, I had really not given Jay and his company a serious look. And the reason was simple. It wasn't good timing for me. Timing is everything. I was trying to right a sinking ship. I was trying to save my company. And every time Jay called, I was like, man, I am really, really busy. And I'm up to my uh, eyes and alligators here, or whatever that phrase is here. But if Jay, think about this. If Jay had given up in years one through five and quit calling me, he said, well, Tim's just, he's a hopeless case. I, I don't need to call him anymore. And that's what most people do. We would never have connected the fruits of his effort didn't appear until year six. So I took his persistence as a sign that he valued me and really wanted to work with me. It became apparent after several years. And to this day, I really, really appreciate his persistence. And he got a top income earner in the process through his persistence. So it was real good for him and not just for me alone. Number two, Jay never failed to be courteous. And get this, I want you to get this little uh, nugget right here. This was so key to this happening. He gave me compliments when we talked. 
They weren't gushy. They weren't insincere. They were simply nice things he would say to me about me or my past or something I'd said or just uh, anything about me. Now, remember, I had not made any money for about four and a half years at this point. I was at my wit's end. Our finances were horrible. My ego had been severely wounded. We somehow had not lost our home, thanks to Kathy, but we were walking a tight wire that was wobbly at best. Kathy was fatigued from working 60 to 70 hours a week in her job. She did ministry at our church. She was involved in so many things, but fatigue, anxiety, and worry don't do a whole lot for a marriage. I'm sure you can relate to that. In other words, we were dealing with so much negative that to hear any kind word from anybody was greatly, greatly appreciated. To give you an example, Jay had one of my albums, and and that album was called The Heart of Worship, and he would always tell me that he listened to it almost daily for comfort and meditation. Well, I really needed to hear that my music was valued and enjoyed by somebody, and therefore that I was valued. A lot of that music was... uh, original music, and it was recorded. I was the lead singer in all of that. It was a a personal solo album. And so uh, to hear that was just real comforting to me. I needed any positive whatsoever uh, helped in that situation. So learn that about other people. They need kind words. So here's the lesson I learned, and you can too. Never forget to compliment someone you're talking to, especially if they're going through struggles. The struggle does suck. But compliments help counteract the negative. Compliments are rare. I hardly ever get compliments. I know you're the same uh, situation, but when they do happen, they boost me or the complimented person's morale and the atmosphere changes for the better. So learn to be an encourager and a complimenting type person. Pick out something that's unique and positive about the person you're talking to. Uh, for, I couldn't help but notice your hair. You've got a very nice cut recently. It looks fantastic. Or I don't know if you know this, but people speak very positively about you. Or you know something? I know that you're a really diligent, successful person. And uh, I just wanted to uh, let you know that I see that in you. And I really appreciate that about you. So anyway, great lesson for me. Great lesson for all of us. So to pick up where I left off, Jay and I started sharing our concepts. I went to work. He went to work. And we shared them with more and more people. I started making money for the first time in literally four and a half years. It was so cool. After about two weeks, I actually had some money I could spend. (laughs) I remember this story. I hadn't been to a mall or even Target or a Walmart for the simple fact that I had no money to spend at all. Everything went toward bills and just keeping our electricity on, keeping gas in my car. So in just a few weeks in this, I took my son. I'm not sure how old he would have been at that time. Let's see. He would have been uh, about, I'm going to say about 12 years old. So uh, we went to one of the nicer malls in the Dallas area, and uh, a guy came out of his shop. We were walking by his shop, and we were approached by him. And he owned a tea shop. So he showed me some of his exotic blends, so I bought it just because I had some money and could actually spend money for the first time in many years. Here's the deal. I don't drink tea. I don't really like tea or care for it that much at all. So when I came home with it, Kathy just laughed at what I had bought. The fact is, 
it was liberating just to be able to buy anything. That's how desperate I had been for many, many years. So my business grew quickly. The income got bigger and bigger and quickly. I was able to start chipping away at bills that had been sitting there forever. I don't know if you've ever been through such a tight uh, time that only people calling you were bill collectors. And after a while, I just quit answering my phone. But now I was able to knock out one bill after another. I owed several people literally thousands of dollars, including the secretary I talked to you about in the first podcast there. Uh, She had been so patient with me, but I had had to let her go in February of 2008 due to no revenues coming in whatsoever due to the Internet stalker and uh, all those negative things going up the Google search on the front page. So you talk about a really sad time. Uh, I had to let her go. She was my right arm. She knew everything, how to run everything in the company. And when she left, I was stuck having to do, uh, learn all the systems and do every single thing myself. I was finally able to pay her back uh, for her back wages, and, and that was a joyful time for me. But I felt terrible uh, during the interim where I had not been able to pay her. So long story short, our business grew and grew. It was crazy. I would get email notifications about how much we had made for the week before. Uh, One time, pretty quickly into our enterprise, I received an email that said I had made well over $6,000 for a single week. So I, it was the deal where you rub your eyes and you look at it again, you go, I must have read that wrong. I called Kathy in to show her and said, don't get your hopes up. It's probably a mistake. But look what this email says here. Well, the fact was it was not a mistake. It was for real. And we also uh, not only made a lot of money and and kept making bigger and bigger amounts of money, we also won several trips, the first one being to Maui, Hawaii, for a week with almost all expenses paid. It was the first vacation we'd been on in five years. It was so, so great. We then won a week in Paris, France, uh, about eight, ten months later, all expenses paid. And that was the trip of a lifetime. I didn't even have France on my bucket list, but it was phenomenal. So in four years, we had paid the entire $350,000 debt. We had narrowed that down, paid it all. We also had two incredible weddings for Lindy, our eldest daughter, and then Hannah, our second daughter. No expenses spared. Both beautiful, beautiful weddings. And by the way, they married two handsome, great young men that I adore today. They're my sons. So at the end of our fourth year, I got a call from the co-owner of our company to congratulate uh, congratulate us for having made over a million dollars cumulatively, if I can say that, over the first four years we were in the company. I was just so thankful. To this day, I am so thankful. So when we first got our starter pack in, I had some hope, not a lot, but I had some hope. I attacked the new opportunity seriously. I believed I could do it, and lo and behold, it worked. Folks, the struggles suck, but good times can come back, and they certainly did for us, because we maintained hope. Believe that clouds have a silver lining, and if you're going through a major struggle right now, know that God has something better for you in the future Things change. Things can get better. And the more you believe that, the more it will likely to be to to happen. So I've talked a lot about a major financial struggle, but as you well know, there are other incredibly challenging forms of struggles. We'll talk about those in upcoming episodes, but now I encourage you, have faith, have hope, 
You're getting stronger, and the situation is going to get better. I thank you so much for listening. Thanks for listening to the Struggle Sucks Podcast. Please remember to subscribe on iTunes or wherever you can find us. And don't forget to give us a rating. We love to read your reviews. Also, please share the podcast with your friends and on social media. We truly appreciate your support.